0: Hey everybody, this is Ruben and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: Hollow like a seashell swept onto the shore. Hollow like a story
2: waiting to unfold.
0: Ireland Thursday by Lucy Catherine.
3: Of yellow wheat stubble stretches to an ancient wood in the distance. The still mystery of early morning. The familiar grief I always feel when witnessing the dawn of a day. In the centre of the shorn field, a large brown hare stands motionless on hind legs. It stares into the eyes of a deer standing opposite. No one sees them but me. I know I should not have witnessed this. It's a secret. A wild secret I must never tell. I am filled with something I haven't felt for so long. I hardly recognise it. A sense of wonder and connection. As if every cell in my body has awoken in awe. Dream interrupted. 7.30am, Thursday. Hello?
4: Hi, Sarah. Sorry to call so early. It's the counselling service. Can you talk?
3: What is it? We don't have a session scheduled till next week.
4: A colleague of yours got in touch expressing some concerns. Sadie? Well, obviously their identity is confidential.
3: I've only been back two days and she's grassing me up already.
4: I'm sure they were motivated by the best of intentions. I think we should schedule an emergency session today, if possible. You know, Just, just to make sure you're remaining resilient.
3: If I object?
4: If you don't follow the programme, then you'll be assigned back to sick leave. You know that.
3: You've got access to my diary. Put something in. Pitch.
1: This is Sadie Shukri. Leave a message.
3: I know why you're not picking up. Call me back.
1: I'm looking out for you, but you're too stupid to see it. Snaking me out to HR is supposed to be helpful, is it? It's the counselling service, the people who put you back together. Remember? Well, why didn't you talk to me first? I would have done, but you disappeared for half the day. I was following leads. Your phone was off, and your ID tracker, and then when you do finally show up... What? It doesn't matter. No, the
3: sinkhole. What, you thought I was going to throw myself in? Could you blame me if I did? (sighs) That we should get on. There's a lot to do.
1: Look, I'm sorry. You scared me, that's all. You've only just come back and there's been a lot going on. I'm worried the pressure might be too much. OK, I understand. Let's leave it at that.
3: Harland Hospital is on the other side of the lake from the shopping centre. A row of tall evergreens screen the glass and concrete monolith from the main road. Everything about the building is sharp and clean. There's an abstract sculpture at the front, a huge open hand cast in bronze with two spiraling strings of copper shooting out the palm. It's supposed to reference the double helix of DNA, but most people think it looks more like two strands of some obscure Italian pasta.
0: Good morning, detectives. I'm Dr. Jim Okafor. I'm in charge of Evie Bennett's care.
3: Dr. Jim has dark hair and beautiful eyes. I notice the small scars on his earlobes from numerous piercings. I want to touch them. Well, how is she? Stable. Has she regained consciousness?
0: Not yet. But she will? We can't be certain, but we're optimistic. Initial tests indicate that, other than being very dehydrated, she's physically well.
3: No sign of trauma?
0: There isn't a mark on her.
3: I want to ask him if he puts his piercings back in at weekends, or whether they're a redundant echo of his youth.
0: Um... Uh, so... No more questions?
1: She's unconscious, but with no sign of injury. What's your theory?
0: Some form of shock, perhaps. We'll be doing another scan shortly.
3: Can I see her?
0: Is that necessary?
3: Hmm. I think so.
0: Her family are with her.
3: Great. We can say hello.
0: Mr Bennett, there are some detectives from Harlan Police who would like to come in for a moment. Of course.
3: Evie is tucked up in a neatly made hospital bed. Long, tangled hair spread over the pillow. Small pieces of dark earth and fragments of leaf still visible in the tresses.
0: I'll have to leave you now. The nurses will be in shortly to take Evie for her scan. Thank you, Doctor.
3: Before you go, can I get a number for you? So I can check in on Evie's progress. Sure.
0: I'll connect to your phone. If you need me for anything, please message. Mm -hmm. The Doctor
2: smiles at me before he
3: leaves.
0: Evie, this is the police
5: officer who found you.
2: They say we should talk to her as if she can hear us. Hello, Evie. I'm Sarah. Yeah, It's good to see you safe. She can't hear us.
5: Of course she can. Laurie, please, we need to be positive.
2: How can we be positive? It hasn't even happened yet. The worst of it is still to come. This is only the beginning.
3: Will you stop it, for God's sake?
2: Why don't we step out for a moment,
3: Laurie? Give your dad a bit of time.
2: Do you smoke? No. This is a good place for a smoke. With the view looking down the treetops. What happened to Evie? That's what we're gonna find out.
3: Are you all right, Lori? You seem subdued.
2: The doctor prescribed me some pills. Oh, the mental health team took you to a doctor. No, Dr. Okerful. He thought I needed something. Are they helping? I think it takes a while for them to work. Was it pure accident you found her? Right place, right time? I can't discuss the details with you. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in anything. I bet that's not true. It's all right for you. You're old. I'm not even 30. You've had a life. And you've got your whole life ahead of you. I'm going to be swallowed up by the sea like everyone else.
3: Look, I shouldn't be saying this, but... Are the mental health team getting you any help?
2: You may have depression. It's the ones who aren't depressed that need helping. i feel for you. I know what it's like. Really? Really. How do you deal with it? Medication.
3: Counseling. I've got a mountain of coping strategies. I even record my dreams.
2: Do you think if you dream something that it can come true? No. I don't think that. Why do you ask? There's something Dad told me not to tell you. He doesn't want you to think we're strange. Do you want to tell me anyway? Evie had a dream and then it happened. She can influence things. What kinds of things? Accidents, bad things. Can you believe that? She had a dream about mum dying. Then she died.
0: Rory, What are you doing out here?
2: Getting some fresh air.
0: They're taking your sister down for her scan. Let's get something to eat.
3: He takes her hand and they leave me on the fire escape. There's a cigarette packet in my coat pocket. Two left. My online profile says I am a non-smoker. I mostly am. It's not really a lie, is it? It also says I am fun-loving and gregarious. I screw up the packet in my fist and on the way out, drop it into a bin marked clinical waste only.
1: What do we do now? Shelve it? There's no evidence a crime's been committed. We'll have to ask the DCI when we get back. Uh, anything interesting? Forensics. They finished with Evie's
3: bag. We might as well have a look at the contents. Aldo, Harlem Police Station. Routing. Aldo, read the message. Sender, Reverend Lindsay Giles. Message reads, not calling, can't speak now. Hair mask, just walked in. Sitting silently at back, as before. Aldo, message back. We're on our way. It's just a short hop from the hospital car park to the mall. The car parks up as close to the entrance as possible and we race in. As I run past the witch elm, a shudder runs through me. The base is still taped off as if it were a crime scene and I recall the hollow eyes of the figure I stood opposite last night.
1: Sarah! Come on!
3: I never want to see him again, but here I am running towards him, sitting at the back of the church, head bowed in prayer. Perhaps the gravitational pull is impossible to avoid. What do we do when we get in there? We just identify him. Find out who he is and where he lives. Routine inquiries. All right. Let's go. The back row of chairs in the church is empty. No trace of the mass pilgrim.
1: Something's happened here. All the stuff from the altar is scattered over the floor. Where's Reverend Giles? I'm, I'm right here.
3: She appears from behind the altar, standing up and straightening her clothes.
1: What happened? Are you all right? I had to lie down for a bit. I was stretching out my bad back. Where's the guy in the hair mask? He's not here. Well, which way did he go? It was a false alarm. What? It was just some youth
2: messing around, trying to scare me. They've gone now.
1: Well, how did this stuff get all over the floor? And why were you hiding behind the altar? I wasn't hiding. There's nothing to hide from. What the hell was that all about? I don't understand. I need a coffee. You want one? What do you think?
3: Oh, no, scrub that. I've got to go. What is it? Counselling service just scheduled my emergency session.
1: Now? Yes, I've got to go. Oh, I suppose you think I reported you just to avoid buying you a coffee. One more reason to resent me.
3: Listen, I don't resent you. I know you were thinking of what was best for me. I appreciate it. Thanks. See you back at the station. Don't be all day this time. The message was about my counselling session, but it's not until 5pm. Hello? Are you busy right
2: now? I'm still recovering from the sleepover. (laughs) How is she?
3: She's unconscious, but otherwise unharmed. How were you?
5: What the hell was that by the tree last night?
3: What do you think it was? Do they
5: teach you to answer a
3: question with a question in police school? You need to get some rest, Dan. Oh,
5: working alone every night in the dark, staring at screens and sleeping all day, it it does mess with your head, I know that. What are you talking about? I told you when we first met, the place is alive, that there's spirits here or some shit, bad energies... I'm the only one here at night. But well, what if it comes for me next? Well, it didn't come for me. It led us to
3: Evie, which is a good thing. Have you put that in your report? No, I've not put that in my bloody report. I'm already known for being unstable. Oh,
5: I've got a bad feeling.
3: I need you to do something for me. What now? Can you reactivate the cameras in the church? Uh, yes. We'll do it. Watch carefully. Let me know if anything of interest occurs. Uh, is that legal? Don't worry. No one's going to know. The police station is on the southern edge of Harland. It's unusual because it's one of the few structures in the entire town which is more than 50 years old, or at least part is. it is. There's a modern section, a glass-fronted, open-plan, intelligent office building. The other part is the original farmhouse. It stood here and watched as the pasture land that sustained it was gradually swallowed by new housing and roads. There's a room upstairs that I always try to book out whenever possible. It has a high ceiling with a plaster rose round the light fitting. That reminds me of the place we lived before she died. The place with the puffy blue sofa and the candy striped bed sheets.
1: Why do you always put this room? It's shit. I like it. It smells of old people. I'm sure there's someone bricked in behind that fireplace. <laughs> what have we got? List of bags, contents, travel chip, credit chip, packet of gum, makeup, hairbrush and envelope containing one handwritten note, which was found in the front pocket. Anything on the travel chip? Only journey was recorded from home to school. No spending on the credit chip either. Let's have a look at that note. It was sealed inside the envelope when the bag was found. Forensics opened it at the lab. No residue that could yield a DNA profile on either the note or the envelope. Evie's DNA wasn't on it. No. Should we have a look inside? Mm, Go for it. Hmm. What kind of paper is that? Forensics describe it as parchment. What's that? Uh, Hang on. It's not paper. It's a piece of dried animal skin, specially prepared for writing or printing. What kind of animal? They run tests, results pending. Unroll it. Let's see the note.
3: On the page, in small, exquisite calligraphy, are six words, hair... Care. God send thee care.
1: What the hell does that mean? Sarah? Sarah? Sorry. What are you thinking? That phrase. I know it from somewhere. Is it a song? A poem? Maybe. It's beautiful writing. Do they think it's printed or handwritten? Done by hand in some sort of organic ink, according to the report. They're testing to see if they can specify exactly what it's made of. Is it Evie's writing? A sample's been shown to Dad. He says not. Hmm. What's it doing in her bag? Where could it have come from? This is interesting. What is it? Forensics. They scanned the document with an electromagnifier. It's revealed the impression of something on the page not visible to the naked eye. Have a look at this.
3: A grainy image, like one of those aerial photos taken in a drought where the land reveals the scars left behind by buildings, long since rotted or crushed. It shows the shape of an elongated hair leaping over a sliver of moon, the letter M clearly visible beneath.
5: I. Ward, I heard on the news that Evie's been found. That's wonderful. How is she? She's in hospital. She's being well looked after. Thank you for your help yesterday.
3: No problem. I need to ask you a few questions.
5: I'm on lunch duty, so
3: it'll have to be here in the dinner hall, I'm afraid. Uh, It won't take a moment. A a piece of paper was found in Evie's bag. When it was examined forensically, they managed to discover an image imprinted
5: onto the paper. Would you mind looking at that for me? Not at all. Look familiar? Yes. Care to explain? Do you know much about Celtic mythology? Not much. The images of Melangeth the patron saint of hares, there was a shrine to her in the original village of Hairland.
3: So you didn't just pick up that ring in a junk shop, did you? Did I say that? Yeah, yesterday, when you were sitting in the back of the car.
5: I'm afraid I don't remember. I've been told that I babble all kinds of nonsense when I'm in that state. What does it signify? I belong to a small society of historians dedicated to exploring the Hairland story. It was established by Darius Fordingbridge when he was drawing up the plans for the new town, we're known as the Order of Melange. The image of the hair is our symbol. I had the ring made for myself because, well, I think it looks cool. What do you
3: think this item was doing in Evie's back?
5: It was there to protect her. How do you know that? Because I put it there.
3: You put
5: it there? But you didn't think to mention that before. I didn't think it was important. Why did you put it there? What does the message mean? It's the first part of an incantation that would have been used by a priestess or a witch as part of the transformation ritual. Hair, hair, God send thee care. I am in a hare's likeness by the moon, but I shall be in a woman's likeness come the noon. For those with the ability to do so, they believed it would enable them to take the form of the hare and escape from danger. Hares are sacred and magical in pre-Christian mythology. They are also a symbol of the virgin birth.
3: Evie only arrived at the school that morning. You said you'd never met her, you didn't know her. Why
5: would you think she might be in danger? I didn't know her, but I knew of her. Through my research is also how I know about you. Me? What about me? It wouldn't be appropriate to get into this now. Well, get into what? You and Evie have something in common. What are you talking about? Can we meet later? Discuss this in private.
3: I should be following up leads, calling potential witnesses, checking in on Evie's progress. Instead, I direct Aldo to take me back to Hawthorne, overlooking the park and the lake beyond, and I sit in silence. park is entirely empty. For a moment, it seems as if everyone is gone. Harlem is abandoned and I am the last person left alive. I know something terrible is approaching. There is a vast, cavernous hollow beneath me and within me, threatening everything with collapse. Hair, hare, God send thee care.
4: Do I would? Hi, Sarah. Who's this? Your counsellor. It's 5pm. We have a session.
3: Right. Of course. I hadn't forgotten. How are you? I'm good.
4: Why don't you start by talking me through anything that's happened since you got back to work? How long are we scheduled for? 40 minutes.
3: It's been pretty quiet, on the whole. I spend the next 40 minutes blandly describing my state of mind in a way that I know will provide reassurance. I present myself as rigorously self-analytical. This is a skill I have spent my entire adult life perfecting. No one knows me as I really am. There's a secret inner chamber, so impenetrable that even I have never been there. I arrange to meet Jess Clark in a bar near the shopping centre. I order a black Russian and sit in a window seat, gazing out at an empty street. The rain falls steadily, But instead of the water disappearing underground into the pipes, a small jet is spouting back up through a grill in the road as if a tiny new fountain has been installed. Excuse me? Hello. Doctor...
0: Okafor. Jim.
3: I didn't expect to see you here. How's Evie doing?
0: No change. Stable. (laughs) We're baffled, really.
3: Are you meeting someone, or...?
0: I drop in for a quick drink sometimes. I like the music. You?
3: Someone was supposed to be joining me, but they're over an hour late and they're not answering their phone. Oh,
0: you've definitely been stood up.
3: It was a work thing.
0: Of course. Hence the cocktail.
3: Black Russian.
0: Can I get you another one? Here you go.
3: Cheers.
0: Cheers.
3: So, who is Dr. Jim Ockerford?
0: What do you want to know?
3: Tell me about your work.
0: I'm a neurologist. I'm also a researcher. I'm working on a study looking at cell mutations in childhood brains. Harland has a high incidence of a rare abnormality.
3: Why Harland?
0: There are various theories. Electromagnetic fields created by the electricity pylon, that's one. My study is investigating the connection between the brain abnormality and cases of a form of sleeping sickness.
2: And
3: it only affects young people?
0: It mirrors a lot of the symptoms of resignation syndrome. What's that? A rather controversial condition that has been observed among refugee children in Sweden. The brain seems to just shut down in the face of unbearable suffering. It's,
3: It's psychological, then. It's not a physical problem.
0: I would say it is impossible to extricate the two. They influence each other. Who knows which came first, the unbearable feeling of powerlessness or the structural fault in the brain? Hmm.
3: And this is your work, studying the unbearable feeling of powerlessness? Hmm.
0: What can I say? I'm an existential neurologist.
3: <laughs> Do you think Evie could be suffering from this resignation syndrome? Like, does she have the abnormality?
0: You're never off duty, are you?
3: Hmm. Does she?
0: We're testing for it, obviously. The results aren't in yet,
3: uh, and it's only ever been observed in Sweden.
0: So far, yes.
3: I've been to Malmo. So she told. Maybe it's nothing to do with the brain and more to do with the country.
0: I'll pass that along to the researchers at the university there.
3: <laughs> oh, I was on a date earlier this week.
0: Oh, how did it go?
3: By the end of it, I thought the most obvious solution to all my problems would be to drink myself to death.
0: Oh, you need a better dating app.
3: <laughs> how long have you been single? How do you know I'm single? Dropping into a bar like this on your way home from work couldn't be much more obvious. Uh,
0: it's been about five years.
3: Don't you find it depressing? Not
0: really. Life
3: just trudges on. We spend all our time and money distracting ourselves from the obvious fact that we're going nowhere and everything is
0: meaningless. <laughs> it's not a linear process, it's circular. Death isn't the end, it's a renewal. Mm. Part of a never-ending cycle.
3: Well, I did one of those once. What? What? never-ending cycle in the Pennites nearly killed me.
0: (laughs) But it didn't. (laughs) Let's have one more to celebrate.
3: He smiles at me with his beautiful eyes and he's right. The world is full of wonder. Alright, but let's go somewhere else. Shall we do shots?
0: Tequila.
3: All I'm saying is, what the hell are we doing here?
0: You mean here or like here? We're not putting our names down for a song, are we? I'm not bloody like. It's
1: <laughs> Lindsay! Israel is St. Paul of Shit!
3: It's the Reverend from the church on the fifth floor.
1: <laughs>
4: You're joking. <laughs>
3: this is the worst bar in the world. Look, even God is shit-faced. The Reverend is torturing the life out of a beautiful song. The next, I am alone, on a bench overlooking the lake outside the shopping centre. I still have a drink in my hand. Must have moved on to pints. The dying yellow moonlight trembles and swirls in the clouds of the amber liquid. When I go to drain the glass, I realise it's really the lake in there. I drink it down. It leaves behind a stinking brown sludge but in the middle I can see a tiny light flickering on top of a large stone Out of the night a crow flies towards my face Get away! At the last moment the wings arch and it pivots in the air before landing on the arm of the bench beside me What is this? What's
4: happening? You can see the shrine to melanga Why? Because of who you are Who am I? You have no idea how
3: special you are. The heart palpitations come back. I feel lightheaded.
4: Am I falling to pieces again? Press your hand to your sternum and speak in a calm, even tone. Regulate the breathing.
3: If I come apart, will you put me back together again?
4: You are one of the four now. You will
3: never come apart. I wake up on a bench overlooking the lake. The water is dark and still. I am soaked to the skin and shivering. Dream interrupted.
0: 12.35am. Sarah, you're drenched.
3: I'm sorry. I, I know it's late.
0: I thought you were getting a
3: cab. So did
0: I. How do you know where I live?
3: I'm a police officer. I can find stuff out.
0: Is that allowed?
3: Do you care?
0: Not really. Come in.
3: Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I'm wondering what you're doing here.
3: I'm having an existential crisis and you're an existential neurologist.
0: That's not really what I am. I, I was joking... I'm just going said... to kiss you to shut you up. Okay.
3: I'm taking my clothes off now, Dr. Ockerfor.
0: Yes, I think that's a good idea. You're soaking. You could catch a chill.
4: (laughs) Hello? Really?
0: I'll be right there.
3: What is that?
0: It's work. Go back to sleep.
3: You're leaving.
0: Help yourself to a shower and breakfast when you get up.
3: You sure you don't mind?
0: Not at all. That was an amazing night. Don't go. (laughs) I have to. It's Evie.
3: What's happened?
0: Relax. It's good news. He's regained consciousness. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.